Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 29. We're getting close to 50, boys. Anyways, let me go to the panel first. Uh, I'll introduce you guys to Steph. Steph, how you doing, man? I'm not doing good at all after yesterday's game. Uh, it was a complete, a complete disaster. And, um, and then we'll talk about it. But I'm not doing yeah for sure great at all. And uh, we're also joined by Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing, bro? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Obviously, it would have been nice to have gotten a positive result yesterday. He didn't go our way uh, this time. Um, but yeah, generally, I'm all right. But we'll get into uh, the action, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, before we get into yesterday's <clears throat> loss, which is on everybody's lips right now. Um, we'll talk about something a bit more positive, which was a 2-1 win against Bilinus Saad. Um, but before I get into that, real quick, let me just give a, a special uh, shout-out to everybody that went to, I think it was 7,000 people that went to Uj um, Bilinus against um, uh, Club Club Distre. Football and you know, supporting two historic teams uh, in, in, in Portugal. So uh, shout out to you guys. I know we have a, a few of our listeners or a few of our Twitter followers, at least, um, went to that game uh, over the weekend. So, um, yeah, give you guys, uh, give you guys a, a pat on the back all the way from Canada because uh, I appreciate that, uh, that support. Anyways, um, we'll get into Bilinis Sad now. Um, so Spartan's lineup was the following. It was Renan Ribeiro and Net. We had Mark Shakuña, Jeremy Mathieu, Kwatsch, and Brun Gaspar. Then we had Miguel Luiz, Gudeli, and Wendell in the midfield. Um, just to recall, Brun Fernandes was out of, that, out, of, out of this game due to suspension. And then our front three was Nani, Baz, Dawson, and Diaby. Uh, Steph, I'll start with you, man. What did you think of this game? It, it was a, a hard-fought hard game. Uh, like expected, Bulnitz, they always play well against us. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a derby. So it's always complicated, um, and uh, Silas uh, knows uh, he he played at Sporting, I uh, and uh, he knows Sporting quite well. He he mounted a good strategy against us. He um, he populated the uh, the midfield, and uh, he was playing in a, in a counter attack. And Bilnis, uh at the beginning they could have scored some goals. Uh, to tell you the truth. We got lucky, yep. uh, and Rena he, he pulled a few good saves. He's proving that he's actually a pretty good goalie. Um, but we survived, and then we scored two goals, and and then towards the end they scored the two-one, and then we got the um, the, the the victory. Uh, we deserved it anyway. We played good enough to to win the game. It could have been it could have been a four-two game or three uh, three-two game. Because Bill Nance with oh, Freddy, that that guy is pretty good. I don't even know how he never made it to a top team. I'm not there's, saying Bill Nance is rumors, not a, a top. Sorry, there's rumors that he might be going to Braga. So. Oh, but still, that's not a top team. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if <laughs> if you're a top team, you, you don't give up six points every year to uh, to what. Uh, <laughs> Right, so, right. we know that Braga starts with the championship in Portugal with a minus six. So, 
Anyway, yeah. sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> you get you, there. <laughs> big, big time because uh, Braga, for me, it's not Braga, it's Benfica B. They should play in the second division in Portugal. Anyway, uh, but um, yeah, it was a good game and uh, we, we deserved the win, nevertheless. Uh, we played good enough uh, to, to get the three points. Um, but Berlin's did create some chances of goal. And at the end, the, the victory, yes. And, and that's it. And uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, and uh, Patrick, how about you, man? Yeah, it was a difficult game. Um, we knew we would be in for uh, a tough one against a team like Bilnes, and especially managed by Silas, who's uh, done a decent job since coming in uh, uh, last season. Um, and that's what we got. I think we felt... Um, the absence of Bruno Fernandes a bit in the middle and as, uh, as Steph pointed out quite correctly, Bulnish uh, capitalised that a bit by uh, congesting the midfield and it was a lot more difficult for Sporting to to, to influence things through the middle uh, like they would like to and and um, to start, pull the, start pulling the strings essentially and, and because of that, um, I'd agree with Steph, we were quite fortunate at times. Um, not to have gone a goal down uh, first. I think uh, we all remember the, the chance that, that Freddie picked up in comp- uh, the way they were so compact in the middle it complicated our circulation and we gave the ball away. Freddie raced off and, and hit the post. So, um, you know, it, it, if that goes in, the game could have looked very different and perhaps could have looked a lot like um, what we had um, last night. Um, but one thing that we did um, manage to keep was our composure and there were a few moments where we did knock the ball about and we waited for the for the openings. Um, we finally got it um, towards the end of the first half uh, with Nani, who was unlucky uh, to hit the post, obviously he caught a deflection and then coming into the first half, um, we got that goal through uh, uh, Brungespad with Diaby being um, uh, nice and calm, waiting for the run. Um, and Bruno obviously again with a deflection um, finds the back of the net um, yeah and we had little moments like that where um, we, things were going to plan essentially we were knocking the ball about we were keeping it um, keeping it keeping things rational um, and then the second goal came at a very important time because as we know we haven't got a clean sheet as of yet under Kaiser um, and um, to defend a 1-0 lead towards the end would have been very nervy, but Miguel Ruiz um, turned out um, uh, to produce the goods with a very good goal from range. Um, and then obviously and towards the end we conceded and things uh, uh, could have been a little bit more ropey for us, but um, we held on quite well and got an important result. I think um, all in all we probably edged, um, well we did edge the performance and we deserved the win. Um, which was uh, pleasing to see. Yeah, for sure. And um, I had to give my two cents too. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll repeat what both of you said. Celia is a great, a great uh, tactician, a great manager. Um, before Kaiser, I was saying I wanted Celia's in. Um, very fluid in, in, in however he he um, lines up, whether that's three in the back, sometimes four at the back. I was kind of unsure what, how we were playing against them um, uh, last week. So, uh, you know, credit to Bilinis, uh for really bringing the fight to us and, and still playing eye to eye with us. Um, and I think we were a bit more fortunate this game. I, I, I agree with you, Patrick. It could have been um, like last night's result. I think 
Um, though the, the victory was just, I think, um, you know, there's a shout that at least Billinus could have um, at least walked away with a draw. Um, like you mentioned, that Freddie chance that, that hit the post. Um, there was a, there was about three chances in the opening 10 minutes that just went wide. Um, I think maybe if that had gone on target, um, we, we'd be talking about a different game. Um, I'll ask both of you this because it seems to be happening. It happened against Belenis. It happened yesterday. It happened um, against Guimarães as well. Um, what's up with these slow starts from Sporting? Um, yeah, Steph, I'll start with you. Why is it that we, we, we seem to be starting off slow, in your opinion? Well, that, that, that's the million-dollar question. Um, I, I really have no clue because uh, uh, the Portuguese league, we're very similar to, um, to Italian league. It's, it's a tough league. People tend to think that, oh, Portuguese league, no presta para nada. No, 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 no. You have to have a thick skin, a thick skin to play in the Portuguese league. We 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 commit a lot of fouls. We we play off. Uh, you you watch our uh, we watch a lot of our games because it's our it's our league. It's our porch from or our parents, and then we tend to watch more of those games. But they're very physical. So if you want to be a champion in Portugal, you you have to step up your game from the get go. Fun. Um, to minute 90, you being in second place and playing against the uh, the uh, the seventh or the eighth or the ninth or the tenth team, it doesn't make any difference. You still have to give it all from the get-go. It's a good question, Danny, because our coach, Kaiser, which I'm not going to criticize him, um, he's, he's been saying that. We, we start slow. We, we, didn't, we didn't start well. Okay, you've been saying that for the last four games. So do something about it, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's the players trying to warm up, but that's, the, that's why they, they have a pre-warm-up session before the game. <laughs> so that's when they're supposed to warm up. But, you know, I, I agree with you. And uh, do we always give our opponent 15 minutes in advance? Our opponents... They always willing to beat us. It's like it's like the Second World War. Bang! They're ready to beat us. We always start very slow, warming up, changing the ball, passing the ball around. I don't know why. I have no clue. You gotta play with high intensity, or, or else like we lost uh, against Stondela yesterday and Portimonense and uh, and what's the other uh, close? We lost against a, a top team, uh, which, which uh, Guimarães, Portimonense. Um outro and there was one more. I think we've lost yeah. four. Tondela? No, that was Sturil, but it's for Pataça da Liga. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. We've lost, yeah, we've lost the Braga. For the well, championship. Oh, yeah, and Braga as well. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, Braga, exactly. Braga, Braga the fourth, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, you, you can... You can expect to be champion of Portugal if you lose against Guimarães, Tondela, Portimonense, Braga away. Okay, I'll take it. You know, yeah. Porto, Benfica, you know, you became champion of Portugal beating the other teams. And we haven't done that. We already lost four games. Scast. Yeah, and just, just to sort of piggyback off that, if you look at Porto right now, I, who have they lost to? Okay, Guimarães. 
which was like a, a one-off, and they lost to and Befica. And Befica. They're not yeah. dropping points to Portimonense. They're not dropping points to Tondela. They're not dropping these small points. And we're struggling, and Befica struggled as well. Though now they're they're it's looking like they're picking up stream or steam, but it's because they're winning these small games. And and we know by now how many how many how many years has to pass by for us to know that we have to beat all the little teams. And when it comes to our direct rivals, we don't necessarily have to win. But if we can get a draw, if we lose one but win another one, we're in within a shout. And now four losses, three of them coming to teams that we should be beating. I, I'd say all four should be coming again. But we had we had Pizzedo, so I can't blame us for losing against Braga. It's 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 such a bitter pill to swallow. And, and, and the mentality that these players come in with, at least in my opinion and what it seems like in your opinion too, Steph, it's it's just it's unacceptable. Um, Patrick, give it, given your two cents too, do you think it's a mentality thing, a tactic thing? Do you think teams are, are sort of taking advantage of um, Kaiser's model of play? How do you, how do you see this? In in defense of sporting in 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 defense of big teams in general, I think um, Steph was right when he mentioned that the Portuguese league um, it, it, it's no joke essentially and. Little teams, when they come to you and they, if they manage to get an inch um, from your side of the plate, that they'll hold on to it and they'll bring everything from dark arts to um, frustrating mind games. And But they really do battle for everything, for every single point and, uh, and tackle, essentially. So uh, it can be very, very difficult um, for a top team to turn uh, stuff around sometimes. It takes a lot out of these players. Um and what I would say is, obviously, with sporting, as most big teams do nowadays, they like to play possession-based uh, style of play. And what Kaiser's is trying to implement is still very fresh. It's still very new. It's not. It, it hasn't been fine-tuned yet. So I think a lot of the teams um, that come up against sporting, um, they sense that. So from, from the first minute, they're very compact, but they're also... Um, when they're full of energy, so they're looking to lure Sporting into pressing traps. And obviously, Sporting being a big club, um, like others, sometimes they have the tendency, the mentality to think, OK, we're superior, uh, we'll just knock the ball about and, and grow into this game. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, I think we, we saw just the other day, um, you know, Benfica against Huyuab and Benfica found themselves 2-0 down. I think that's a trend that happens a lot throughout uh, the big clubs from time to time. Um, mm -hmm. And that, and it can be so dangerous because once uh, one of these small teams, you know, do find themselves one nil up or two nil up, um, you know, they're, they're shutting everything down from then on. And with the amount of fouls that we see in the Portuguese league, the, the amount of time wasting, um, the referees are very that they struggle to, to to handle the game. Sometimes it can be a very frustrating experience and and something that's difficult to overcome. Um, so with that in mind, I do feel a little bit of sympathy um, uh, for, for for Kaiser essentially and other managers uh, that find themselves in that sort of position. Um, you just have to be very cold-blooded um, in times like that, and sometimes we have been, and and so have other clubs. Um, but uh, particularly last night, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that game soon. Uh, I don't think uh, we kept our composure at all, and uh, the end result was. Uh, that we lost, and that's the that's the price to pay essentially. But it, I think it is 
very difficult sometimes to come up against these smaller teams. Um, you know, a point or or three means absolutely everything to them against the Porto, Benfica, Braga, what have you. Yeah, yeah, great point. And uh, sorry, Steph, I cut you off a, a bit earlier. Sorry about that. Um, I, I just have one more question before we move on to the Tondela match. Um, what did you make of our uh, makeshift uh, midfield stuff with uh, Gudeli, Wendell, and, and Miguel Luiz? I think uh, I think we did well, but, but how did you think of it? Well, on paper, it looked great. Uh, and uh, But then the chemistry wasn't there. Let's, let's, let's be real. Uh, we were expecting to be a, a midfield that would dominate and and then um, Pippa, he prepared the team well, and I tend to to agree with uh, with Juan Castro, which I think the podcast is live now too. Yeah, I think I think we're doing it at the same time. Uh, but you know, hey, they can, the people listening to us can after listen to the Portuguese version. The Portuguese people can after listen to us. So uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you, can, you can tune in to both at the same time if you want. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, but uh, Juan Castro said, said it all, and uh, you know, like when we were chit chatting on uh, WhatsApp, he said that uh, our squad list. Why do we have to reveal um, the squad list in advance? Like, you know, and kind of saw what kind of forwards we had. We had Montero, Rafinha, uh, and he, he, he set the whole lineup, and we played with uh, Montero, Mavasat Fix, and he prepared the team towards uh, the, the, the squad list that, that we had. So he had uh, notice in advance. So Tondela, the uh, pitch is smaller as well. Uh, it's tough to play at Tondela. It's a smaller field. It's a tough team. They need points. And and, and uh, it's, it's, it's against Sporting. So the second, the team that was in second place, now we in fourth place. Um, and they gave it all, and they won because their coach better than our coach. Uh, if to play the guys away, which I like it, I don't dislike it. The midfield has to has to have fresh legs all the time, and they need to be much faster and not make those grotesque mistakes when they pass the ball. When you make those grotesque mistakes, what happens? It's the counterattack, and Tondela got us on the counterattack all the time. Utomane. You could have scored more goals if you wanted to. You missed quite a few. Uh, I, I remember one uh, on, on the crossbar. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's the risk of playing this kind of tactic. Uh, I think I will, I hate to say it. I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but I'll say it. Our center backs are too slow for this kind of tactic. That's why, I'm, I, that's why I think they're looking for younger um, center backs and faster, because I saw Quats and Mathieu struggling to keep up with the counterattacks. It's like they were carrying a piano on their backs, and um, and 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 that's and that's the risk of uh, Kaiser's um, philosophy, which I like it, but I don't think we have a good enough team to be consistent uh, game after game to play the way he wants it because he wants. The control of the ball from the goalkeeper onto the midfield up to the last quarter of the pitch, which which I like it. But you need to have a, a squad for that. And I don't think we have a deep squad for that. 
because our midfield they made too many mistakes and and Pepa wasn't stupid he, he told he told their players in two touches you can be in the last quarter of sporting pitch and score and that's and, and that's basically what happened our midfield was slow was predictable was not fast enough and we suffered the consequences so the remedy for this is you need you got to find the proper midfielders that play play much faster the the high tempo all the time and and if he wants to play the way he's playing uh, otherwise we'll we'll suffer a lot and like we did and we play one great game and then the next game we play like shit why because our midfield is is exhausted they don't have they don't have the the, the focus they had against bullness for example even though we got a little bit lucky at the beginning against Pulmans. But at least we scored two goals and we could have scored more and we missed a lot of goals. Um, and, and with that said, and the center backs, our center backs, I hate to say it, but I really think that Kovac and, uh, and um, Mathieu with this, with this kind of tactic, they don't fit in at all. I hate to say it, but they, they don't fit in. They're too slow. Uh, this is my way of seeing things. I Sporting Gishas from Delaware. I'm not a a a professional. I'm not, you know, ec expert in the matter. Yeah, but, we're fans. Yeah, we fans. And, but what I saw was, it was like, wow, what's going on? I saw Quats taking off, and the guy was already gone. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and and that and that's why I think we're shopping for center backs younger and faster to fit in into the Kaiser's tactic. Uh, but, but let's be real. I mean, uh, Machir and Quats, the great center backs, but they thirty uh, something each one. Uh, like Quats is, I think, in his late twenties, and yeah, Matthew, I think, is thirty four, maybe thirty five by the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, ironically, yeah. I think Matthew is a lot faster than Quats, though. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. I know. Ironically, yeah, you're right. But I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. Did you guys see the same thing? Um, Patrick, I, I think, yeah. I think uh, stylistically, I think Quartas and Matia are both very capable on, on the ball. So in terms of distribution, mm -hmm. um, they're quite good. And I think what we saw with Pizzoli even at times was the fact that we don't have that defensive midfielder who can construct. Um, we saw Pizzoli rely a lot more on the centre-backs uh, to do that sort of job. So in, that, in terms of passing the ball, I think, they're two very capable centre-backs. But, yes, yeah, so I think, especially with Coates, you are correct. He is, um, A, very slow. Um, so he, he is a weakness if you want to press high up the pitch like uh, like Kaiser would like to. Um, and, B, he's also way out of form. I think across the back line, he's really struggled uh, so far this season. He's not the same Coates that we saw uh, last year, and in particularly when he first arrived at Sporting um, under Jesus. Um, so I think that's a problem. Um, even the defence as, as a whole, I don't think it's quite settled into the, to Kaiser's plans. There's still a lot of work that needs to be uh, put into that. But that's normal, of course. Kaiser's just arrived. Um, if we look at what Guardiola did when he first arrived, his defence was a bit of a mess uh, for the first season. And only in the second and third season, which he's in right now, is when he eventually perfected um, that whole thing. I do think the defensive midfielder role is a problem as well. We've got Gudeli there, who he, he, he claims to be a box-to-box -box midfielder. 
Um, so, you know, in terms of creativity and, and, and getting the ball to move about quicker from, from the back line, I don't think he's quite capable of doing that. And then the other side of his, of his game defensively, um, I think he's offering very little protection uh, for the likes of Coates and Mathieu anyway. So it's, uh, it's a lot easier for teams like Dondela on the counter-attack to, to pick holes and exploit the spaces. So, um, you know, th- th- there's a few problems just outside of the two centre-backs themselves that I think, in my opinion, are causing uh, sporting uh, uh, some problems in the defensive sector. Yeah, I I actually I actually 100% agree with you. On on the ball, they're uh they're very capable. But like you were saying, dealing with the counterattack um at least lately cuz when it first started off, yeah, it, may, it might be the form uh, it, it very well uh maybe Quats off form, Mathieu sort of off form as well. Um and our 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 fullbacks to me, I I don't think they they um help out enough defensively. Um, but I- remember, remember one thing. Remember one thing. Was it you that said it? I don't know if it was you or or, or, or Patrick. We don't have a clean sheet yet under Kaiser. We have one. Yeah, it was oh, in one uh, only Europa League. I think. Okay. Portuguese. Not, but not in the Portuguese league. No, no, not against the Portuguese okay. team. Exactly. So th- there's there's the indicator that our defense. Is struggling. It's not normal for a big club like Sporting to to always suffer goals in the Portuguese league. It's not normal. The indicator is right there. It's it's been it's been telling us we suck defensively. We suck defensively. We suck defensively, and we do. Our defense sucks. I hate to say it, I love Quats. I love I love Machir, but. I don't the the lack of consistency game after game after game as much as uh Diaby because it's easy of less uh, status let's uh sporting issues we love to find a, a an escape code so this weekend was Diaby that's it even though everybody thought that uh match here and quite struggled but let's not pick on our favorites. Let's pick on the Abbey. It's just the way it is. But I call it the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mathieu and Quats, they to blame. Don't give me any other shit. They are to blame. Okay, the midfield too, of course, because they're the ones who lost the ball and they went into a counterattack and then go back. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, the, it, it's been indicating us that our defense sucks. <laughs> and then who can change that? Only Kaiser, that's all. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I would bet on Kaiser. Okay, let's say the season is done. And we're now we're just fighting for the second place. It's still too soon to say that, but eight points, it's a big distance. Okay. Yeah. But let's say let's say we say, oh, this season is done. I would bet on Kaiser and I would let him mold the team to his liking. Because don't forget, this is not his team. He picked up somebody else's team. So now we need to give him time. I like Kaiser. He's not at fault. Some people say yeah, he doesn't respect Portuguese coaches. No, that's bullshit. This, this guy has been nothing but, but respectful. And, and, and respectful. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with that. He sticks with this, with this philosophy, and, and, and that's not a problem. It's a style of game, and I like his style of game, but he's not equipped. Uh, the, the squad list that he has, 
even though he says he's got good players, of course he has to say that on, on camera. But the reality is that if his style of play, we don't have a deep enough squad list. That's all. Yeah, and um, let's get right into that game uh, since we've been talking a bit about it. I'll quickly go through the lineup and then I'll ask Patrick uh, what he thought of the game um, as a whole. Um, anyways, we had Renan and Nett, Brun Gaspar, Quach, Mathieu, and Acuña. Then we had Wendell, Gudeli, and uh, Brun Fernandes, and then Rafinha, Diaby, and Nani, um, with André Pinto and uh, Freddie Montero subbing in. Um, Patrick, quick thoughts, man. Yeah, so it was essentially a disaster really coming into the game, and we conceded very early. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're a small team, you can have that sense that you score a little bit too early. And mm -hmm. I was waiting for that reaction from Sporting uh, to, to wake up essentially and make Tondela pay uh, a lot sooner uh, uh, for the goal, but it, it never came. And I think uh, part of that. Um, Again, touching upon the, the, the role that Goodelli plays in that uh, defensive midfield role, I don't think he he I don't think he served uh, the foundations for how we wanted to play that game. Um and he wasn't alone, you know, the likes of Budden Fernandes were very um you know, they, they didn't really get into the game and he uh the same from the flanks. Um and it was just a struggle. We weren't combining um as well as uh, we're accustomed to seeing under Kaiser, and which became quite a worry because what what I saw the team do was it was almost regressing back to the old ways where we get the ball and we start crossing and crossing and we weren't really thinking about what we were doing. I think there was a point in the first half towards the twenty something minute where Cunha just crossed it in and literally nobody was in the box. Like I think it was just the goalkeeper. Claudio Ramos or, or something um, that that was there, um, and it just shows like we 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 threw away all our ideas. We lost that composure that we did have against Bolonia in another top game where we saw the combinations in and around the box despite having our difficulties against Dondola. There was none of that, and um, as I said, you know when when, when you lose your composure uh, tactically and uh, you begin to sway away from. Uh, your core instructions, um, that's when tr trouble comes. And every time we try to, uh, Tondela um, was tactically smart, some may say, others may say dirty, and they'd put the boot in, they'd, they'd, they'd get the fouls uh, totted up. They even ended up um, going a man down for it. Um, but, you know, sport, sporting mentally, I think we always looked affected. We never um, were able to capitalise on the fact that they went down to 10 men, Tondela, uh, remained very tight as as I expected they would. That's just the type of side they are. Um, and hoping for a bit of magic on the counter attack from the likes of uh, Xavier and Dominaire, which uh, uh, in the end they got. They, they scored the second and uh, pretty much killed us off. Um, so it was very frustrating to watch. Um, it, it's something that Kaiser will have in mind to ensure that his team, you know, in in moments of panic they don't suddenly start crossing the ball uh, brainlessly and they keep their composure. They start knocking the ball about a bit more. Um, that's a worry that I have uh, for, sport, for this sporting team should things go wrong because the ideas that Kaiser is trying to implement are still very fresh. Um, so it's very easy for, I think, in my opinion, for the players to switch off 
I just hope that um, you know the technical staff, and I'm sure they will be. Um, I just hope that they're looking into that sort of stuff to make make sure things are um, kept. Um, you know, the, the port price is a little bit more cooler in the future, and um, uh, hopefully we won't see many more results uh, and performances like we did last night. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you um, in a lot of things you were said. You said actually, and it it it. it, it you can see it that maybe it is maybe old mentalities coming through because these quick passes, these passing between the lines, I don't, I don't see it as much or as done as well as, as when we first started doing it in the beginning of the season um, and we were, you know, shutting teams out. I don't think maybe, not that I think it was a fluke, but um, maybe, you know, in the beginning of that Kaiser era, the players are more excited and now teams have figured us out a bit more and like Tondela, uh, maybe – these players have a bit more of trouble breaking down teams that really do sit deep and that can counterattack really fast and really well. Um, and then quickly to Steph's point, because, um, and, and though I agree, Diaby didn't have the best of games. I don't think we can blame this loss simply on Diaby. That's there's so many yeah. pieces at fault that um, I think, honestly, the only player that we can't fault is Renan Ribeiro, our goalkeeper, because, you know, he, he, he saved it from being a few more than just two, one and then he's the, he's not at fault the first goal um bruno gaspar doesn't close down the the, the first he, he sort of flinches lets the guy go by him and then gudeli's there standing rather than trying to pressure the um the guy on the ball i don't know i think i don't know if it's tom or not but you know instead of closing him down and stopping the ball from going in he just leaves it be and then the lets his guy go through and if it wasn't for and if it wasn't the guy um that Acuna was covering it was the one before that Kwatz and Matu just let through. Um, and then for the second goal, it was the same thing. Matu and Kwatz sort of turned off and, and didn't expect the ball to go through or weren't focused enough to see the ball go through. Tomenez, as Steph said, and as both of you said, um, you know, more pace than Kwatz and Matu. Um, and we were sitting really high. And then, you know, you give him enough time and he can, he can you know, score a spectacular goal like that. Um, Gudeli, I think, I know he came off in the first, uh, at, at the second half, but deservingly, um, in terms defensively, he did nothing for us. He got megged, I think, he got nutmegged like two, three times in the span of like two, three minutes. Um, in terms of moving the ball, he wasn't moving the ball well. Um, I think we were moving the ball a lot well with just Wendell and Bruno Fernandes than, than with all three of them in. Um, and then, yes, of course, Diaby, Nani was off as well, though, but. Diaby missed many chances, um, but at least credit to him for, for getting maybe in those positions, um, and particularly the header that he hit too hard on the ground and then hit the bar. Um, but he has to be better or else he's basically another Dumbia. And, um, uh, you know, in the summer we got rid of Dumbia because he was not taking his chances. And I hope Diaby and Diaby can't do the same or else we have to get rid of him as well. Um, but it's not just a single, I can't be just, it, like Steph was saying, it, it's not a scapegoat on, on Diaby because it's not a single man that, that brings us the performance that we had yesterday. Um, it was, it was the whole squad. And then, you know, the desperation acts, I hope I don't see it again either. I, I get it with Kowach going in there because of the lack of, um, the lack of strikers we had on the bench. So we put the big bodies in the box and just pray for the best. But, um, you know, we're, we're better than that. And, and I think Kaiser's ideas are much better than, than just, you know, playing Stokes, Stoke fo football um, sort of tactics. 
And of course, we also were a bit unlucky on that on that one chance that Montego had that the ball luckily had a backspin and went right back to Claudio Drummond. But um, anyways, I'm done with my ramble. Steph, what about you, man? I know we spoke a lot about uh, the game, but what are your two cents on, on the Tonella game? Well, luckily, actually, uh, I was working yesterday, so I saw uh, bits and pieces of the game, and then when I got home, I saw the uh, the long version of it. Uh, but it's always easier to uh, when you when you're working and you follow the game on on your cell phone, just following the score, and then you're not watching the game. It's easier when you get defeated because you're not you know standing watching and not like every second of it, and you tell yeah. yourself, oh, ah, you know, not yeah. having those reactions. So I was, of course, I was pissed, you know. I, I had to walk it off and told my co-workers, hey, give me 30 minutes, I'll be back. <laughs> I'm going yeah. on an early break. <laughs> yeah. It was it was tough, but, uh, you know, then when I got home, I did watch the game, and, uh, um, yeah, again, we started slow. We gave them the initial 15 minutes. Uh, a minute six, Tundela was already winning. Um, and it makes it just makes things much more difficult when you play against a small team at home in a smaller pitch. Then you know what they're going to do. They're going to drop the lines. That was the, their mentality from the get-go. It was to, to play, to give the initiative to Sporting. I think in possession we had, what, 68% or 70%? But it doesn't... Uh, yeah, 72% to their 27%. Exactly. Sorry, so, 73 it doesn't mean shit have possession of the ball if you lose. That's the, that, that's, that's the, the conclusion. Having the ball for 73% of the time of the full game, it doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't give you points. It doesn't give you anything. Therefore, Tundela knew that. And Tundela play, playing at home, they were not embarrassed to, play, to, to drop the lines and uh, park the bus. That's what they did. They parked the bus. In Portugal, the smaller teams don't give a shit about football spectacle. They don't care. They just want the three points or one point against the big teams. Tondela next and the, the next weekend will play against uh, Feedings, and they will play differently. They will play differently, and then they they, they most likely will lose against Feedings at home or away. Because they play in a different tactic. They play to win uh, because it's uma equipa do campeonato So with that said, we already know how they're going to play against us. We know. So why are we not prepared physically? Because it didn't seem like we were prepared physically. And mentally, it beats the shit out of me. I don't get it. And it's not Kaz's fault. Because if you look at the bench, you have, you have enough... You have enough Portuguese ex-players that know how the league is, and they should have briefed. Uh, um, they they should have briefed Kaiser about it, and I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure everyone in Sporting briefed Kaiser yeah. how the Portuguese league is. He's and it's not only sorry, uh, it's not only just you know the ex-players, but it's the ex-coaching staff. Tiago uh, Nelson Pereira. We have you know Verandas who. Who has been a part of the of the footballing world for the last 11, 13 years? So, so many, so many people. Anyway, sorry, continue, Steph. Who bet Sovereign? Who bet and who yeah. Vienna? The manager to let him know, and I'm pretty sure that's what the additional days are. 
listen to Portuguese religious stuff, especially away, this and that. That's not an excuse que não conhece o campeonato português, o que não conhece os, os, os treinadores portugueses. São assim estúpidas que não. Isso não cola. It's the players. O José Mourinho com o, o Conte, you could have o Guardiola. Mentally and physically, they're not ready to play certain games, they will lose. They will lose. It's it's. We 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 play a great game, and then the second game against Tondela away. All the games away now, it's going to be like this, you know, like suffering all the time. It's 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 depressing, really. It's depressing. Uh, like Kevin was saying on Twitter, he's 16 years old. He's never seen Sporting Campeão. Um, and you know what? And then we have our rivals, Befiquistas and Portistas, they make fun of us. But that's the truth. Our team, they can handle the, the, the pressure. It, we, we play like we were champions last year. No, we were not. We should be playing every game fucking eating the turf. Every game giving it all. But it's not the case. Tondela wanted more the game. They were more prepared and they beat us to the punch. On the 50-50 balls, they, they almost got us all the time. We had the ball for 73%. But all it takes is one mistake at the midfield, which happened quite a few times. And in the counterattack, bang, they got us. I mean, we're talking about Tondela, meu. Não é o Benfica Porto Braga. É o Tondela. Again. It's embarrassing to lose against Tondela. And now, don't give me the shit. Oh, Tondela, my equipa boa, jogar lá fora. Eles em casa jogam bem. Same thing with Portimonense. I heard the same bullshit. O Guimarães saying, so next week, we play against, against who? Against Porto, am I right? At home? At home, yeah. So, now we have to win that game. Because if we don't, what happens? 11 points, okay. 11 points, exactly. So we, it's a must-win game. But if we tie, we're still going to be the same fucking mentality. Uh, epa, nunca sabe. Nunca sabe. Eles vão escorregar. Eles vão escorregar. E talvez seja verdade. But it means that we have to be perfect. For Porto to lose points, it means we can lose points. Am yeah. I correct about that? Are we no, not going to lose points? Yeah, there it is. It, it, it's 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 a question of mentality at Sporting. It's going to be, I believe, 17 years with the 17 or 18. I think it might be 18 years, counting this year that we haven't been champions of Portugal. 18 years. 18. I'm 46. I've seen Sporting campeão maybe two, three times in my lifetime. And, you know, I mean. It's a question of mentality. Don't tell me it's Kaiser. Don't tell me Kel Varandes because under Bruno Carvalho, we didn't win either. So, yeah. Scratch that off your list. You know, don't say Bruno Carvalho and say Maskin, say Maskin, say Maskin because we didn't win shit with him too. Yeah, so the, thing that, the thing that I hate about that is like, um, and I'm sort of both sides too. Like, I get the Bruno Carvalho side, but I also get the Varandes side. It's whenever we lose, oh, Bruno Carvalho, my president. Verandas, oh. your shit. But whenever we win, when we get Kaiser, no, we're not going to give them credit. Or Verandas fans will be like, oh, where's Bunun Carvalho? Like, I think we, like Steph's been saying for weeks now, maybe months. Not maybe, for sure, months. You know, we just got to get past it. You know, it's, it is what it is. Verandas is now our president. We have to support him. 
Bruno Carvalho is now in the past. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to put that in when, that, that, since you said that. Sorry, Steph, continue. No, no, no. Basically, I'm done. So um, we, we stunk. Uh, we didn't play well. The 73% possession, it's actually a misleading uh, statistic. In, in football, it doesn't mean shit. Uh, what means is the the, the 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 goals in the net. We scored one. They scored two. Utomane could have scored another one. We meet, We missed, like you said, Acuna and Diaby Nupost. Uh, yeah. You know, we could have tied the game at least. But the the thing is, we didn't create enough chances of goal to at least start the game or win the game, and it was equal with Tondela. And Tondela got the, the, the best of us. They dominated in the, in the midfield as far as containing us. And they, and they, were, they had fast players. to they, The instructions were simple. Ganhas a bola, passas lá para frente. É contra-ataque. And it worked perfectly for Tondela. Because they created so many fucking headaches to our defense. Our defense was all over the place. And it shows that our defense is not prepared for this kind of ta tactic. They were not prepared for this kind of tactic. I could see that next year, if uh, Kaiser stays, and I hope he does stay, our our team will be deeply remodeled. It will be uh, because the players we have now they don't fit in in his in, in his tactic in in his philosophy. And again, we lost. To me, I had to say to be pessimista. We out of the race. I don't see football Club Porto. They just got Pep, another great center back. Yeah. Um, so I don't see I don't see football Club Porto. They dropping eight points anytime soon. Even if they drop some points, for sure we will drop more points because we're not consistent at all. Uh, uh, you know, and then we don't have uh, we don't have uh, teams like uh, Sporting B in our league like Braga B. Probably Fika. We don't have teams like that. No one will help us. So basically, that's it. We're doomed. Let's focus on the Taça de Portugal e Taça da Liga. E talvez a gente faça uma gracinha na Taça da Europa. Because the Portuguese League, to me, we're done. Let's fight. I think, we, I think we still have to focus on second, at least. Second place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, second place. Yeah. Mas o Porto, they're too confident. They're playing well. Um, we have to admit, we have yeah. to admit, they're a very strong side. And then adding Pep on top of that, if their defense was hard enough or hard to score against as it is now with Edder Militão and Philippe, imagine Edder Militão, Philippe, Pep, and Telej with Danilo just above that, with Casillas Jeanette. No, nah, Porto, I'm not going to lie, Porto's a joke right now. They're, they're, they're a joke. Hey, Porto, Porto won last week, won nothing away. Am I correct? Against Avs, yeah. Okay. A risquinha, não foi? Pois, pois. Yeah. Mas ganhou. Mas they won. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's the that's, thing. They pulled that, through on those games. There it if is. If that was Sporting, we would have tied it. That's, that's the difference. The difference is o Porto joga com raça. Joga a Norte. O pessoal do Norte. O pessoal do Norte sempre foi assim, mais, mais com raça. I'm, eu sou do Norte, that's why I say this. But, yeah. uh, you know, and... Uh, Porto wins, finds a way to win. We don't. We find a way to 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 lose, and 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 then we complain to the referees. I mean, come on. Yesterday has nothing to do with the verissimo neucaraki for them. We lost. We lost because we sucked. That's all. But Yeah, yeah, man, and uh, yeah. Anyways, Patrick, um, 
I'm going to talk a bit more transfers here. Um, if 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 you are the director of football, if if I tell you right now, you're director of football. What players? What positions are we looking at? And even on some of the rumors, like Ustakiu, uh, Adrian, um, this left back from Toluca. What are your thoughts on some of the some of the rumors that you've heard so far? Um, well, the the left back um, from the Mexican league is is not uh, it's not a name I'm familiar with. It's not a player I know too much of, but it's certainly um, I think an area that Sporting uh, need to look at because obviously Acuna is a is a valid option at left back. We know how good he is uh, on the ball, particularly and uh, but defensively, he's still got a few things to figure out. Um, and he will figure that out um, as the year goes on. But it'd be nice to have uh, that option uh, behind him to compete with him. We all know what Jefferson's like. I think we, we all um, don't really fancy him at a club like Sporting to do the job. So especially with a guy like Acuna, who's, who tends to be quite sparky and he may have a suspension here or there, we need someone um, who could really shadow him and compete uh, for that left-back slot. So... Um, the left back slot is certainly uh, something we need to look at. I think the right is the same. I'm not really a fan of Runga Spad. Um, I do like uh, Rostovsky a little bit better, but even then, uh, I think Rostovsky is a little short of what we need um, on the right side in terms of shoring up our defence and, and offering a threat going forwards as well. Um, we could. Uh, Obviously, look at another centre back as as, um, as Steph pointed out, but I do think a new defensive midfielder who's capable of distributing the ball um, a lot cleaner and more readily than Gudeli does, uh, but also in turn able to, to to position himself a lot better in terms of protecting the defence and and having more of a presence in the middle of the park. I think that is the number one priority for Sporting at the moment. We definitely need a defensive midfielder who can construct play um, and position himself in ways that uh, Sporting aren't so susceptible to counter-attacks. Um, I think if we add someone like that, not only will we uh, be perhaps starting games a lot quicker um, and uh, and seeing uh, our construction, uh, our levels of creativity go up, um, but I also think uh, we'd be a more solid outfit and uh, prepared for uh, such threats such as counter-attacks. So for me, defensive midfielder, if I had to choose just one transfer, um, mm. I'm, I'm not sure about any names in particular, uh, but if I had to choose one target, it'd be that um, uh, defensive midfielder, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're we're really lacking in that area. Um, Steph, uh, I'll do the same question to you before I put in my two cents. Um, in the transfer market, what do you think we need to be looking after? Um, like Patrick said, a left back and a defensive midfielder for sure. Um, do you do you have any uh, any other positions you think you might need filling that need filling, or do you think uh, that that should be the main focus? I mean, I, I mean, a couple of years ago we had a, uh, and I'm not I'm not kidding about this. I know you guys will probably laugh about this, but we had a psychologist. Remember, a Brazilian psychologist. Yeah, uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment. No, okay. That's not, I forget. Not... I forget his name, but we had a right. psychologist that used to to talk to players, you know, like uh, on a daily basis and all that stuff. And the team was actually doing pretty well. 
So maybe we need, uh, you know, a psychologist. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. I know it's just me, but see, the, to me, you know, sporting the players they get over there, they they want to the first few games. It's like, wow, this player is good. God damn, look, look at this player. He just came to Sporting and he's great. And then bang, it, it's like they get th this virus and they get con contagious with the, with like some the flu, you know, the flu or something. Right. So they they have a mental block, and then they have poor performances, and and that's what's going. It's we don't have a bad squad, but we tremendously not consistent. It, we we behave like uh, we made a tabela team. They, you know, Tondela ganha contra o Sporting, uma festa do caralho. É o furiado nacional, né? And next and next weekend they might lose com Kaka Nasaka. It's almost guaranteed they will lose against some other fucking horrible team, and we just lost against Tondela. Sporting, it's a lack of attitude, and I don't know who's to blame for. It. I don't know if if it's uh, they 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 too comfortable throughout the week when they practice, uh, or they just too nice to them. Don't worry about it. You played well. We'll do better next time. Venta cabeça. I think there's a lack of aggressive uh, aggressiveness. A lack of merda foi You know, I don't know because athletes nowadays, if you talk to them in a harsh way, all of a sudden they don't want to play. You see that in the NFL, in the NBA. In baseball, all, all major sports, you see that. And it's soccer or football, it's not an exception. But definitely, to me, I think we should look into um, the left back position. I don't know what Lumor is not playing or given a chance. Maybe because he was, uh, he, he was uh, hired by uh, Brun Carvalho, like Vivienne. I have no clue. If that's the case, they should give the guy a chance uh, because the first few uh, the, 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 the games he played, he played pretty well. I don't know how you guys you know, feel about Lamar, but I saw him play a few games for Sporting at the beginning and he, he yeah, wasn't I, that bad. I like Lamar, I'm not going to lie. In the preseason, at least, I was very impressed with Lamar. Very impressed. I, yeah, I don't know why they're not giving the man a chance. Uh, and then it forces us fans to say, Epa, we'll continue to get altura. Because o Lumor não está a jogar, não dá uma chance ao rapaz. We have to see him play to judge him. So far, we only saw a few minutes uh, against this team and this team, 25 minutes here, 25 minutes there. And to me, he gave us good indications. But for some reason, they're not playing him. So if you're not playing him, sell him, let the guy go. And then, yeah, we need another left back. Because Jefferson is done. Uh, let him go back to Brazil, to whatever. Uh, we need also a center back. Uh, our center backs, they need someone more competitive uh, because they've been an embarrassment. And I'll, I'm, I'm going to include both of them, Kwatch uh, and Mathieu. They've been pretty bad, seriously speaking. You have to, to, to admit it. Uh, the uh, the the right back position is actually the position I feel more comfortable with, but we lost the height because Piccini was taller than Ritowski and uh, Ugespat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And then in the midfield, I think we have good quality. I mean, I think we we have enough in the midfield. It's just it's just Kaiser needs to come up with a good rotation and, and have his tactic demands fresh legs all the time. He wants them to play fast and 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 have possession of the ball. That's great, which means requires a, a, a players to be fresh. So then have a good rotation going on. If he doesn't have a good rotation, he's always playing the same players. Like you saw Bolin's game and Tundela game. He played with uh, um, Luis Miguel and uh, Gulcek. And yeah. they they were both tired, and you could see it. So, and 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 uh, a forward with just Cadwan and Luis Felipe. Uh, so it seems to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, wingers, we have enough, but I would certainly welcome Mateus Pereira de Volta. Yeah, if he could come back, that would be great. Um, and Ujessin uh, Dal, I don't think we can get him back. No, not not this season at least. No, no. It's so, the same with uh, Justin Dalla, uh, Ivanildo Fernandes, John Mureirens, uh, and yeah. who else do we have? It's basically if we can't bring back loaned out players in Portugal, basically. Yeah, unless uh, unless the 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 club that we loaned them to uh, they uh, fuck up with the contract, they don't. Pay yeah, them. like a la Rafael Barbosa. If, if the yeah. president hits the player, yeah, we can get him back, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the striker, maybe. And the striker, maybe. But, mm-hmm. uh, so, and that's it. I mean, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. And quickly, just to give my two cents in, um, I think we definitely need a left back. Um, we definitely need a defensive midfielder because um, as much as I liked Gudeli in the beginning and he started sort of irritating me now, it, it's clear to see defensively he's just not there. And um, something that me, well, Patrick's been saying it as well. I've been saying it for maybe this whole season um, is you see the hole that William leaves uh, ever since his departure, because William was the type of midfielder that not only can win the ball back, but can push the uh, play forward. Um, he was in a sense, it, he, he was a, a, like a quarterback to us um, uh, last, last year. And uh, maybe not some, we, we don't need to get a carbon copy of William, but um, you know, we, we need somebody to win the ball back quickly, especially if, you know, that five-second rule um, hasn't really been working out for us that well. We, we don't we don't win second balls that that much, especially against aggressive teams like Pondela last night. Um, so, yeah, we, I think we definitely need a uh, defensive midfielder. If we get a proper left back in, uh, we can push Aquinga up to the wings, um, though I would also welcome Mateus Pereira back as well. I think the biggest thing, and I know we got a striker, um, you know the verdict's still out. He hasn't. He has yet to play a game, so I'll, I'll give him time to to adapt to the team before I before I, I start spewing out any opinions. But I think if if we're serious about winning the league, if you look at the recent trend of uh, well, I guess Porto and Befica who've won the league, it's strikers. Porto have at least five good strikers on their squad. Um, last season, this season, um, you know Abubakar's out. They have Marega. Marega's out. They have Swatch. Swatch is out. They have then they'll use the kid and Andre Pereira and even before Andre Pereira there's a name that I'm missing out on. Um, Befica when they won the league they had Jonas Mitroglu Jimenez. I think Sporting and, and last time when Sporting were close to winning the league we had Tanaka we had Slimani we had Montero uh, Gutierrez 
Um, and we only lost the league because we sold Montero for, for Barcuj, who, who clearly wasn't good enough. I think if, if, if for Portuguese teams to seriously compete and seriously make a, make a, a challenge run and something I, I, we, I think we, we desperately need here at Sporting, it's not even to play a 4-4-2. We can keep this 4-4-3, but we need a, at least two or three goal-scoring strikers. We, we can't just rely on Bazdas. Um, we can't rely so heavily on, on Bruno Fernandes to get us so many goals because, you know, yesterday I would see it a lot too and, and it would frustrate the hell out of me was he would pick up the ball from midfield. Uh, there would be five people in front of him and, and, you know, he'd go for the shot from 30 yards out rather than passing it because, one, he wants to get a shot on target at least to test the keeper. But, two, I don't know, maybe he's looking for the deflection or something. It's that responsibility, I guess, on his shoulders that has him – shooting it when five people are in front of him rather than, you know, passing it out wider or whatever. I think Sporting is in desperate need of more options off the bench. And as much as I like Montero, uh, yesterday wasn't a game for Montero. Maybe if he had started, but I don't know, you know, when he came in, it wasn't really a game for him. If the rumors of Slimani coming true, that would, uh, if rumors of Slimani are true, that would be great for us because you know, of course, I mean, I think all three of us have said it over the last, you know, season and a half. Sparty need another target, man. We can't just rely on Bazdas because once Bazdas is out, it, we can't cross it. Um, We've seen under Pizzato when Bazdas was injured in the beginning. Um, we, were, we weren't crossing the ball too much. We were playing it short. We were having Montero sort of as a false nine. Um, so I, I think, you know, of course, on top of the left back, on top of the defensive midfielder, and maybe possibly a winger, whether that's, you know, moving Acuna up or, or bringing back Matos Pereira. We need, an, an, I'll say another striker because I'm going to be hopeful for Luis Philippe, but we need at least three good strikers that can score us goals. Of course, we can keep Bas Dost, but we need another two. Another two that can gar- not guarantee us goals, but that'll be a threat going forward. Because if you, like I said, look at Porto. If Porto don't have a Bubacar, it's okay. They have Marega and Suarez to score. If Benfica in the past, if they didn't, even now, Benfica don't have Jonas, they have Seferovic, they have um, the kid, what's his, uh, João Felix, they bought um, the Mexican guy who is actually pretty good in Mexico, uh, I forget his name right now, they have um, Ferreira from, from, from Shakhtar, who, fair enough, both of them aren't working out, but they were goal scorers. Um, Ferreira in, in Ukraine, he was top goal scorer by so much, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not here to big up the rivals, but credit to them, I think they found the formula that Sporting just hasn't opened their eyes to, that one striker is never enough. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's the positions uh, I think we need filling in. Um, before we get on to the preview of Porto, Steph, just a quick question. Um, and, and Patrick as well. Raul José and Miguel Kuresma are, are, are coming in from the backroom staff. Um, what's your quick opinion on that? My my opinion basically is uh, they're full of experience. They know they know the the market quite well. Uh, not only the Portuguese league, but these guys they've been in uh, football world for quite a, a long time. So uh, they they will be a good addition to the scouting team. Yukuraj, I believe, is going to be more involved in um, in the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So they, they know stuff that they can look at things, vision it before they happen. They could see things a mile away. 
So I like the experience that we're bringing into our, our academy, into our scouting department. I think it's a plus. Uh, let's put aside on the Dundas Vieron. To me, that's irrelevant. As long yeah. as you're a professional and you can bring good ideas and uh, you, make, you can make my sporting win, then you're a good addition to, uh, to my sporting. Uh, so I think it's a positive thing. Sorry, agreed. And how about you, Patrick? Um, well, for one, I'm actually quite surprised that um, that is there and Miguel Correa's actually um, you know, parted ways as he was to do, uh, and to, to come back to sporting. I thought I would have thought um, there were two uh, two characters that would, that would stay quite loyal to Jesus throughout uh, the rest of his career. I don't know, maybe. Um, uh, Paul Jose or Quaresma probably got tired of all the screaming and shouting that Jesus delivers out on the touchlines or something like that. But um, uh, I don't know. I think from what I understand, Paul Jose is coming in to be some sort of uh, technical director between the youth setup and the first team, correct? And yeah, online something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think that's probably. I'm not sure because obviously we've already got a, a, a sort of team manager in bed and Vienna's director of football and it, to me uh, to me it just seems like three roles well, essentially it, sh- it should be something that should be one role and it's sort of been split three ways well um, well Ubert is just focusing on traveling with the team and staying with the A squad at all times that's all he does Ubert uh, that's that's his main role. And he's then, more, uh, yeah. He's he's sort of a buffer between like management and and the players, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think I think and, to me, I think a team like Sporting has to has to look at itself. So obviously, it's nice to have a character like Bertie in the team, uh, and he's obviously a, a, someone with lots of experience that can that can delve in in the difficult moments that players may have. Um, but I think sometimes you have to see, you know, especially a team like Sporting that need money, uh, we have. To we have to be very careful with the money that we do spend. And I don't think... Yeah. I agree. Actually, actually, I agree with you because I, I never seen... I never... And it's a good thing you brought this up. I'll, I'll just put my two cents really fast. I didn't mean to cut you off. But if I don't say it now, I, I'll, I'll kind of forget it. But I've never seen a club or clubs in Portugal with so many vice presidents, directors, dirigents, I mean, only cow. Of course, the club is not doing well financially. It's a touch. It's like a, a, a political party. They should, <laughs> cu- they should cut down on uh, on giving away so many goddamn jobs. Yeah. You know? I mean, at they- this point, I don't know what Rogério Alves does and oh, all the man. others, man. To be Epa, Anyways, I, sorry. I, I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with all the vice presidents, un president, un vice president, no sei que, outro vice president, no sei que, outro vice president, no sei que, outro vice. Foda-se. Tanta gente a comer do Sporting. That's why we're in trouble financially, and I agree with Patrick. It's too many jobs for, and there's more chiefs uh, than, uh, than Indians. Epa, aquilo é pior que o filme Cowboys. Foda-se. I think the the important thing is that the chief here is the main main chief here, supposedly Varandas. The important thing is that he gets everyone on the same page, um, and you know, sporting starts working like uh, like 
someone that, like an Ajax or a Barcelona, everyone has the same mentality and everyone starts working towards uh, the same goal. But it has to mirror the ambitions of the manager. So to me, I just hope that whatever is going through the mind of Jose José or Viana or Beto or Miguel Quaresma, whoever, that has the work that they put in, whether it's good or bad, it has to mirror what, in my opinion, the manager thinks for the team. So that the manager, who's the one who gets all the criticism and half the plaudits when things go right, um, you know, everything has to mirror what he's thinking, and so so that he can essentially get the best out of the team, short term and long term. Um, I, I just hope that. Whoever comes in, we can piece this together in one picture. If not, I think it'll be a bit of a mess. Um, and there's plenty of messes about lots of clubs with a conflict of interest and uh, and different ways of thinking produce uh, you know mixed results in other places. So we have to be very careful with the, the people we bring in and ensure that we're all steering towards the, the same... Um, we will go in the same way. Okay. Agreed, man. All right. You hit the nail on the head with that one, actually. Um, anyways, okay. We're going to go on to uh, Twitter questions. Uh, then we'll do some Mudalidades before uh, the, the big preview at home against uh, Porto on Saturday. Um, so, Steph, I'll give this one to you. It's from John O'Lion, uh, Lonely Lion on Twitter. Uh, he asks, what kind of players we need to bring and should – uh, we have more young players in the main squad. Are you worried about latest performances, mainly away games? Thanks. Uh, thank you, John, for your question. So we sort of touched upon on, on what players I think we need to bring in, but um, what about the the sort of profile of player, whether, you know, in that left back DM spot, um, do you think a, Do you think we need more experience in, in an older player? Do you think we need a younger player with more ambition? Uh, what are your thoughts on that stuff? Well, my, my, well, I agree with John, and uh, John, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for listening to us and for following us on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter all the time yeah. with us, and I appreciate it very much. Sometimes we have some great conversations via Twitter. Um, I agree with John. Uh, we, we're struggling big time when we play away. Um, and again, it's a, it's a, a poor uh, preparation mentally of the players. Uh, because how can you get into a game from the get-go in Ontra Kungaha? I don't get that. You, you, you have to go and give it off from minute one. And we spoke about that already, that we give away 15 minutes all the time from the get-go. Uh, the solution would be um, give Kaiser what he wants. Uh, let Kaiser pick the team in conjunction with the scouting department, of course. But, you know, let... It's too late in the game now. I mean, all we can do is maybe get another forward, like we spoke about, uh, left back, a center back, midfield. I think we find we have a lot of youth and also experience. So I don't think th the problem is the midfield. It's just he needs to come up with a good rotation. And uh, he can't be playing the same players all the time uh, because this is what happens. When he plays the the players, the same players in the midfield all the time, they get exhausted, and we need fresh legs. That's it. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, sorry, I just went away from this question. Um, 
Patrick, next question comes in from Ze, that's uh, Ze Pereira at Pereira4785 um, on Twitter. He asks, um, what's been the common reason for Spartans two losses under Kaiser? Uh, both were on the road without being able to watch yesterday's match. Sounds like uh, teams are clogging the middle, dropping everyone back and scoring their first goal. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with that, Patrick? And um, yeah, what, what's what's the common reason under our, both, both of our losses? Yeah, I think that Certainly, the the latter half of the, his uh, question slash point um, uh, was was very um, present in the game against Tondela. Obviously, against Guimaraes, Guimaraes away is a very difficult place to to go, and a lot of other uh, teams have, have struggled there. So you can sort of accept a, a blip here and there whenever we do go there. Um, but against Tondela, it was primarily the fact that um, we were found out basically on the day we didn't play. Uh, anywhere near good enough to to crack the code um, that Tundela put in front of us, um, and essentially, I think we just got to figure out how to um, to keep our minds and, and play our own game um, when things don't go our way. We didn't do that yesterday. Um, I just hope that we we don't see many more of of, of those episodes um, because we haven't really been uh, challenging quite the same way as we were. Uh, versus Sondela. We have had moments where obviously we're playing in front of our home crowd or, or whatnot and the, the momentum is still behind us when we go a goal down and things are still coming off. Y- yesterday against Sondela they were a lot tighter. As, as Steph mentioned, the pitch is a lot smaller. Um, the, the conditions itself weren't great. Um, so, you know, it was really a, a game where sporting to come out of that with a win, they had to give it, you know, 100% and more and really dig in and we just never uh, managed to do that and think about how we're playing at the same time it was just get the ball and, and cross and hope that you know, Bastos will come out of nowhere when he wasn't even playing so um, you know, our minds, our mindset just wasn't there at all so uh, I would attribute that defeat against Tondela to, to the fact that we, yeah, we just lost our heads against Guimaraes you can always say that they are a good team and They've got quality players and um, and what have you. So um, yeah, uh, I, I think we just need to be a bit more calmer and and have, have a bit more belief uh, when things go wrong in, in our initial plan. Yeah, um, and then the last—it's not really a question; it's just a comment um, uh, from our our boy over all the way in Australia from at Aussie Tuga. Says, "Come on, I'm sixty. Have to see the podcast after. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. But uh, it's just an excuse to have uh, to listen to two Sparting 160s in one day, guys. Uh, uh, but thank you to, to Ozzy Tuga, to Jose, all, all the way over in Australia. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for always interacting with us. Uh, and, yeah, guys, keep always keep in touch on Twitter. Always message us. Always, you know, any cause or concern. We're always here to talk. And, and uh, you know, it's a good time on Twitter. Um, anyways, Steph, do you have uh, a little rundown of the Moodley Dodge? I know we had a last-minute winner, Futsal, but... Uh... Yes, I do. So, basically... Thanks, um, so, you guys know, uh, Sporting, the Journal Sporting is actually doing a phenomenal job in recapping all the results uh, in, in uh, online in one yeah. link. So, I'm, I won't say all of them, because good grief, we do have a lot of this. This is when you realize how big sporting is. 
because, uh, for example, the under 15, you guys do know we have a B team and a C team. And, mm -hmm. of, of course, an A team as well. And then we have uh, Infantis, Sub-12, Sub-14. It's amazing how big sporting is and how many uh, kids we actually um, support playing sports. So, you know, it's a good thing, like, for clubs like Sporting and, uh, and the other big clubs as well. But anyway, Iniciat, we won 2-0 uh, uh, against Lusitans away. So Sporting remains in first place, uh, strong as always. Um, uh, Sporting uh, win, uh, won away against Real, Real um, in, uh, online. It shows that we lost 4 nothing, but we actually won 4 nothing. So it's a mistake by Sporting PT. Uh, Benfica uh, won against Sporting in Junior 5-2. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I was having this uh, friendly discussion with this one of our followers on Twitter. I'm forgetting his name now. Now I think it's uh, Luis. And Jose Lima used to be the coach for the under-23. When the under-23 was playing pretty bad. And now they they gave him the junior team. They, they, they fired Vanessa. And, they still, and now the junior team is still playing pretty bad. So, I don't know. Maybe we need an, uh, another coach because Zelim is not cutting it. That's, that's my take on it. Um, then uh, the under-23, uh, we went at uh, Portimonense 3-0 with our new coach, the one we got from Studio. Our team is playing phenomenal, phenomenal. I watched the whole game, and it was a beauty. We, we played well and well-deserved. Uh, then Tundela Sporting, of course, we know about that. We spoke about that. Give us half of the salary. The senior Girl. team in ladies, we won 6 nothing in Overense. That's close to Aveiro. Um, then in futsal, um, we had uh, the Iniciados. They won 9-2 against Lyon's Port, uh, Port Salve. Juvenis, they won 5-2 against Lyon Sport South. Juniors, ganharam 7-1 against Burnosa. And uh, a Cambalhota against Modicus, we won 3-2. Uh, what a difficult game. I watched that yeah. game. It was playing on RTP1. And what a game. Wow. The Modicus have a good team. They have Joel Queiroz. I think he played at Benfica. Um, and the guy is phenomenal. He's a good player. I don't even know how Bifika let him go. He's pretty yeah. good. They're up in third, too. Credit to them, man. Yeah, they're up in third, exactly. Uh, Bifika's in first. We're second, yeah. five points away. Yeah. It doesn't really matter at this time because uh, we're going to playoffs. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, of course, it's always better to be in first place. Um, then end ball, uh, we, uh, our A squad didn't play. Um, Okim Patins, uh, we won uh, a great victory against Medinians 14 3 and uh, follow, uh, follow the Sir uh, Liang, which is run by our uh, colleague uh, uh, Rita Pasqual on Twitter. They do a phenomenal job, so follow them, please. Yeah. Um, volleyball, um, ladies, they won, uh, they won against CF Lisboa 3 nothing. 
And uh, then they played another game against Ala Nun Alvarez Goldumare, and they won 3 1. So they're doing well in the second division. Um, and basically, Paul Aquatico. So we, we lost 9 3. Uh, tennis Mesa, we won 4 0. At table tennis, we won 4 0 against Bifica. Uh, but that's expected because uh, Sporting is. Uh, is is uh, the uh, dominating force in uh, table tennis in Portugal? They have the best the best squad, so that's not a surprise. Yeah. Um, in uh, in females, we also won four nothing against uh, the uh, uh, team from Masores Punto Pargo. They have a good team. Um, and what else? Uh, let me see. Uh, and I think that's it. Let me double check really fast. I'm scrolling down. And then eSports, we went 2-1 against Fadens in eSports, which is becoming pretty big, actually. It's unbelievable. Yeah. This eSports community here, there's, well, like here on on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, it's getting bigger and bigger as the year goes on. And I've seen this, um, his his name is Rasta Artur or something like that, right? Uh Uh-huh. Our eSports player, like he's, uh, all right, I'm I'm a bit of a loser, but he's he's I've seen him play against like this YouTube team called Hashtag United, uh, Manchester City have a have an esports team and he's played them and and stuff like that. Uh, he he's making a bit of a name for himself online. I'm not gonna lie. No, yes, and and shout out to um, our under twenty three team. They have picked up the slack. They're now in second place, just behind Befica. But I don't know if you guys remember it. We started really bad. We were like in seventh, eighth place. Yeah. So kudos to our new coach. Uh, he put the te- team playing, even though we lost some key players like Otis Balde, you Barbosa. Uh, but uh, they play him phenomenal. If you guys have the chance to see the under twenty three play, you should. There's a, yeah. a lot of good good kids, como Bruno Bruno Pash, Daniel Braganza, Braganza, yeah. So even the the striker from I'm forgetting his name name from Mureirense he came from Mureirense who I I don't know the name of him. Yeah, I'm not. Why? Yeah, Mensch? but anyway, Mensch? yeah, isso, isso. Pedro Mendes, Pedro Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid is being he's been playing really well too now, um, and they playing Kaiser style, uh, I guess. They spoke to each other, and now they play in Kaiser style, and and you could see like high pressure, um, and uh, they create a lot of chances of goal against Portimonense. That was the case, and uh, and that's it. That's that's a lot for for Madalidas. Yeah, thanks, Steph. And and just to quickly hit on that under twenty three points as well. I, I watched the uh, the three nothing win against Portimonense. Um, for anybody interested, especially over on you know that are, aren't in Portugal and don't have the channels. Um, TVE online usually plays the games, um, so it's not like you have to search hard and far for a for a stream. Sure, sometimes they suck, but uh, the stream sucks. But uh, it's uh, when it works, it's it's a good watch because the kids are actually playing really well. Um, anyways, to end off the podcast, also, sorry, also oh, now also another another way to stream it. It's uh, sometimes record or bola they they stream it. Oh, true, I didn't know that for free. Yeah. All right, sick. All right, last segment. Let's talk about the uh, the classic over on the weekend, Saturday at three thirty p.m. over in the UK and Portugal, ten thirty a.m. here in uh, in the East Coast. 
Um, we won't have a Cunha after a yellow card accumulation. Um, Patrick, quick thoughts and a, pre- or a quick preview of this game and, and what do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, I saw, I saw that Cunha suspension coming yeah. now against Porto, obviously. It had to happen, didn't it? Um, but, you know, you never know. Um, Porto don't really... Um, well, they tend to struggle um, when they come to Avalad in recent years. Um, so... Uh, they could be in for a surprise. Obviously, they'll be wanting um, not only to avoid defeat, I think they'll be wanting to win because if they do, they they hit uh, 19 consecutive victories, which would be the new record um, for a Portuguese team. So I think they will be coming uh, to Avalad uh, looking for three points. Um, and obviously, we need three points as well to, to make sure that gap uh, between us and, and the top is cut short. Um, back down to five. So it, it should be a very interesting game. Kaiser against the big teams in Holland um, did have a knack of surprising a few. I know he beat PSV 3-0, I think. And then I think when Feyenoord, who were the champions, um, played his Ajax team, they also lost... Uh, Feyenoord lost 5-0 to Kaiser. Um, something like that. Um, uh, so you never know. We never know. We could... Uh, bring a nice surprise on Porto um, in front of our home crowd. Uh, but then again, I think we've we still got a few things to, to figure out yet. And this will be a, a new test for Kaiser and Sporting playing against a, a bigger team, uh, you know, the favourites for the title. Um, so if I was to predict the score, I think from this one, I would go for a high scoring draw. So 2-2, I think. Fair enough. How about you, Steph? Preview and uh, prediction. Well, I think I think uh, the uh, the our team has a, a a point to prove to especially playing at home to uh, to the home crowd and to all the fans across across the world that uh, they are a good squad. So I think we'll win. Actually, um, I'm not surprised that we will win. And then. Uh, then the following weekend, when we play against Muridens, then we will lose. <laughs> so typical sporting. Vamos ganhar ao Porto para dar esperança ao pessoal, ficamos com o papo cheio e depois levamos na peida. So Muridens are playing well at the moment. They are. They're in fifth. But, but I know, but it's Muridens, Patrick. It's Muridens. If we don't right, win we against got, Muridens, we've got to be careful, don't we? No, I agree. Of course, every game we got to be careful. We have to play like it's the last game ever because we haven't been champions for 17 years. Every game we play, we should we should have to be careful. It's a must. Every single game, Porto game, why, why does the focus uh, is, is more intense against Porto, against Benfica, and less, and less intense against teams like Tondela? It's like Danny said at the beginning, because we think we're sporting, ah, vamos jogar com o tom dela, não é assim muito importante. E depois, olha, pumba. That's why. But So, coming back to Porto, I think we will win, and I'll say, uh, I'll say 3-1, um, and, um, and then the following weekend, we'll, we'll lose against what it is. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, and my, my my I'm not as confident as you two. Uh, I think we'll 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 maybe scrape scrape a draw, but uh, wouldn't surprise me if we lose. I'm not. It's not. I'm not really uh, confident in a win. 
I don't know. It's like we've we've talked about uh, this entire podcast. Basically, um, I'm not I'm not very confident with the with the mentality of the players. Uh, uh, they they seem to enter occasion big occasions. They seem to enter very little. Um, if you know what I mean. Anyways, that's it from here. Uh, any of you two have anything else to add, or we're good? No. All right. Sick. Thank you guys for joining us on another Sporting 160EN podcast. Um, appreciate those coming in right after the, the Sporting 160 podcast. Thank you for those always interacting with us on Twitter and asking questions. Um, we'll see you sometime next week, hopefully celebrating a Porto win. Um, and uh, if we do win, you'll probably see me super drunk here in the morning. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much for having us, for listening to us. And... Uh, Yeah, take care, guys. Viva Sporting. Viva Sporting com Portugal.